hey elizabeth yeah you got anything at the beginning of this year yeah me and you have something tell me about it we're teaching a class a class about what comedy doing comedy we're teaching to teach people how to do comedy any level of comedian every aspect of comedy from joke writing it's from improv joke telling podcasting social media tv writing tv watching movie writing and performing yeah anything that you need from point a to point b to point c and on we got the guideline for you and we have a time tested and data proven method that's been shown to work in the three biggest markets la chicago new york to make you wherever you are now and bring you to the next level yeah and we're going to announce registration for it soon and there's a sliding scale yeah so we're good people we're great people we think that comedy is for everybody Yep. Anyone can be a comedian. Anyone who has at least $5. If you have at least $5, you have everything you need to be a comedian. Yeah. Because we'll help you with the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two successful comedians are going to show you how to not just be a comedian, but be good at it. Yeah. Make money from it, too. Make money from it. January 8th. We'll even teach you how to teach a class. We'll te- Yeah. You can even, you can graduate our comedy teacher program. And have your own comedy class that you teach. Yeah. Absolutely. We're not keeping any secrets over here. Mm-mm. We are not gatekeepers, all right? We are here to bring you guys into the fold for minimum $5. Yep. But yeah, if you're ready to join the family, the kind of uh, psychopathic family of comedians, if you will, you can on January 8th. Yeah. We're going to post links to it on social media. We have a little intake form Everywhere. that you can fill You'll out. You'll hear about it. You'll be seeing it. And we look forward to teaching you guys how to, uh, how to do comedy. Yeah. See a thug and see bro, yeah, I'm still bullshit. Need to sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we money to be deep. Paul, Paul, let it cool, what's what, what's ain't talking? Money stick, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side, run, 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 run the side, run the side. Elizabeth. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I I'm excited. Is this a prank? No. Is this a prank podcast? That would be funny though, right? What if we had <laughs> just people come out to accuse you of stuff? <laughs> That's one thing that we'd love to do is ambush podcast. Yeah. So like we have someone, you know, in your position right there, but then like Maury style, like you're my baby's daddy type situation. Yeah, they come yeah. in. Like an intervention sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Especially if it was just fake accusations. Yeah. Ooh, I was door guying last night and the owner of the bar came up and was like, hey, that guy right there, uh, he is a buddy of mine and I have to play it cool, but he's a predator. And so you can't let him into oh the club tonight. Oh my God. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, but he's like, please, he's going to drop my name. He's going to point at me. Just please don't, don't sell me out here. You know, we work together a lot. And I was like, fuck. So he comes up and I just do the, hey man, you seem too drunk to come in. He goes, oh, I, I actually have a drink tonight, man. We've met before. I came here last week. I was like, yeah, dude. And then the owner walks up. And he's like, hey man, this guy's good. And I was <gasps> like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to let him in, man. I'm so sorry. He goes, no, he, he's my friend. And he's looking at me, like dude. shaking his head, being like, don't do it. And uh, I like continued to not let the guy in. And then the owner was like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. I just thought that'd be funny. 
And I was like, oh, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. Whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> that's insane. Really got dude. in my head. Wow. That was a roller coaster for me. Yeah. Just hearing about it. It was for me, Were too. Were you pissed? No, I thought that was funny. <laughs> like 30 minutes later, I got punched in the face, though. Oh, last night? Last night, I got punched in the face. I told Robert that the second I got here. What'd you do? Punched him back. Nice. No, I mean, well, I mean, what did you do to get punched? Oh, I wouldn't let him in the bar. He, this guy actually was too drunk. Damn. This guy like could hardly stand up. Because you have that joke about how you don't give a fuck as a door guy, but Mm -hmm. clearly you do. Oh yeah. You really actually care about. I'm the iron fist. Yeah. I do. I love door guying because, first off, you can be nice to everyone, and then the second someone's mean, you're pretty much allowed to fight them. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Like as long as you're nice all day, if someone like is anything especially at a couple places i've worked like uh i'll say it mohawk if you <laughs> do if you do anything against security at mohawk you could like have your life changed holy shit <laughs> like, you, could, you could literally never walk the same again yeah, sometimes it's, it's like kind of like it's almost like you're a cop it is like that it's like a police except i have more accountability you know yeah. what i mean yeah mm-hmm. i would never kill someone yeah I bet I could, though. No. <laughs> I used to have a lawyer dare me to murder people. <laughs> He's this guy named Carl. He's like, I can walk. Is that I your walk. friend who helped you with the um, theft? All my situations. <laughs> but it turns out I had warrants for years because he did all of my cases wrong. He did that to like 10 of my friends. Because oh, I lined him up with everyone. I thought he was the best lawyer in the world. Turns yeah. out I was supposed to do community service like six years ago. Well, and look, he just never told me. Here you are. You're not in jail, so I guess he's doing a good job. I hired another lawyer. Yeah. That I actually no. had to pay. Because <laughs> yeah. that guy just worked for free. He also screwed over a lot of my buddies. Just on accident. He got disbarred. Yeah. Well, that sounds like me as a pharmacist. You got disbarred as a pharmacist? Not yet, but I'm just out here giving advice to all my friends on the DL casually. Mm-hmm. Do you think you get actual trouble for that? I mean, I really do try to be like very uh, conscious and intentional about what I say and how I say it. So Mm -hmm. I think I'll be okay. I mean, you did tell me that there was no way to solve my butthole bleeding problem. I said said, if you're not willing to put things up your butt and you are not willing to change your lifestyle, mm-hmm. then your options are limited. You are making a ridiculous ask there, though. <laughs> That's like saying, hey, if you can't jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and survive, then you can't be mayor of San Francisco. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Well, maybe maybe there will be some more research done in the area of bloody butthole. I would love to give my butthole up to science for that in a moment. We oh just my need, God. That's what we do need a pill that you can take. That's what you want, right? A pill you can take by mouth to get rid of your bloody butthole. I would also be down to spray it out of something like an aerosol spray. can. But, but not, are you willing to put the can slightly into your butthole? If it's tiny, yeah. If it's like well, there aerosol. Are, there are, that does exist. Like nasals, except yeah. for the butt. Yeah, You're just talking like, about an enema. No, no, there's actual like aerosol sprayers with hydrocortisone that you can spray up your butt for hemorrhoids. I have hemorrhoids probably. Yeah, that's what I told you on the podcast. Here's the thing. Hemorrhoids are a curse from God. And the cure for them so far is something that you said was, the term's not, is the term suppository? Well, suppository, yeah, but there, there is an aerosol also. Okay. There's so a lot of different I should forms. go in the pharmacy and say, hey, I want the fucking sh- shooter. Well, I think you have to have a prescription for it. That blew me away. I had to get a prescription yeah. for something recently. I went to the pharmacy and I said, hey, I'm here to buy this fucking medication. And she was like, 
did your doctor give you a prescription for it? And I was like, oh, how do I get that? <laughs> and she was like, you have to go see a doctor. And I was like, weird. Yeah. That's so fucking weird. I just had a migraine headache I wanted. I had to go to one of those apps where I put my information on a little fucking thing. And then they send me a thing. Here's your fucking migraine medicine. And I go yeah. to the pharmacy. Hey, man. And they give it to me. Wild. Yeah. Good it's RX for makes your it own 250. Right? Maybe. What do you think? Should we just make all drugs like available over the counter? Isn't that what it is in Mexico? Can't you go to Mexico and get like fucking Tylenol 3 and like fucking, I don't know. Yeah. Other I stuff? I mean, um, I don't know about Tylenol I 3, but yeah. Opiate. <laughs> other countries do seem to be a lot less like restricted, probably because of all the like legal, the whole legal system and the liability that like doctors have. But. You in the UK, I'm pretty sure, you can just go and get lean. Unless you call it lean, you can't call it that. What's, what's that? Coding? Sir? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, technically, you can get coding. Coding is technically over the counter in the United States, but certain states regulate it. Really? So. I don't know which states you can get it over the counter in, but yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. Uh, my mom had gets a cold like once every two years. And so she always has codeine saved and stored from the last time the doctor gives it. And I was visiting recently, and I realized that, no, she doesn't. I've drank in all of her codeine <laughs> over the years. And it's like, I took the last of one of the bottles when I was there, because it's old. She doesn't use it. She gets a new one every time, and she stores it just in case. Um, and I was like, damn, I took the rest of my mom's five-year-old codeine <laughs> over the last five years of visiting fucking Sacramento. Yeah, it's but, always weird to me. Like, people, people would steal like codeine cough syrups all the time from the pharmacy which is just weird to me because i'm like is it really that good is it that fun it's pretty fun (laughs) have you ever done um dxm what's dxm (laughs) it's a dextromethorphan i definitely do not recommend doing it what's d what what, what would it be and what would how would i know it's it's like robitussin oh robotrip yeah i've done that (laughs) dude you're giving me science terms for it this is middle school shit yeah dude i robo i robotrip for sure for sure for sure have you um i don't know if i should say (laughs) i don't think you can get in trouble if you used to do drugs um, like if you did it in high school, yeah, God forgives you. Definitely would have been long before I signed my oath. Nice. So, uh, how long yeah. is the oath you signed? I think it's for life. No, I mean like is it like <laughs> a paragraph? Is it hella long? <laughs> um, it's pretty long. It's really, it's really terrifying. Do you know, like I know the Scouts oath. Do you know your oath off the top of your head? Because I've taken some I oaths don't. before. I think there's like seven, maybe seven. Should we look it up? I'd like to see the oath the a doctor oath a, takes. The oath of a pharmacist. Do pharmacists and dentists take the same oath? I think, I mean, they're slightly different. They definitely are like different, but they generally have the same principles usually, which is like never, ever, ever hurt anyone ever. And always, always, always do the best thing for everyone else, no matter what. The Oath of a Pharmacist. God, it's like a Hemingway poem. Oh yeah, it's actually pretty, pretty short. Um, I promise to devote myself to a lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy which I feel like you aren't actually in the profession of pharmacy right now, <laughs> are you? So I'm, well, yeah. That's line one of the oath, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the first sentence <laughs> of the oath. Wow. So you're saying that I'm not following the oath? I don't know if you're oath keeping, but hey, dude, I'm not a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Also, what is, like, what is the consequence of an oath? Like, what... 
You I'm, will be barred from the gates of heaven if you break an yeah. oath. An oath is a covenant before God that actually strengthens your relationship with God and the person you made the covenant with. Yeah. It's a commitment that you've brought Christ into, Elizabeth. But here's, okay. That's what an oath is. <laughs> I went to church this morning. You Swear did? to God. Yeah, I went to a Methodist one with my chick. Oh, nice. So boring. They just sang and they had an American flag up and I was like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I was, I grew up kind of Methodist. They're not, they're not too bad. Right. Yeah, they're chill. They're like Ed, they're, oh, their yeah. their whole thing about money raising money was for gay people. I think that shit's tight. Yeah, that's cool. Especially in like the Christian world, right? Because like yeah. everyone we they're know, they're probably the best. They're probably the best Christians. Gays? Well, yeah, but also Methodists. Oh, I was like, gay? Maybe, yeah. I would I wouldn't call them the worst. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, like non-denominational, obviously. But the, uh, they're probably the best denomination. I right? tell people I'm a Quaker. Yeah, is that is that Christian? Yeah, Quaker yeah. is like Friends Church, the Oats. Oh uh, yeah, you but know? they're they're so. They're so far from other Christianity that they're basically not Christians, right? No, I mean, so, I mean, like a, a Quaker, they worship Jesus. They think Jesus is the savior. Yeah. And they are. They think Jesus is like mystical, not just a person, but like the son a deity. of God, right? Yeah. 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 I think Christianity doesn't even require you to believe that Jesus is a deity. I think it just requires you to think of him as the Messiah, right? Sure. The term is... um arianism right that guy arianist called that said that jesus wasn't a god and so that's well, what jehovah witnesses believe wait but i thought it was like jewish people that just thought that jesus was a real person who was really really nice i mean that's a type of person too muslims think that too they think he was like a prophet or a good dude yeah but not not that he was like so if like you're into more the, than a regular person any part of the bible right yeah. then you're abrahamic i think and then if you jesus is the messiah of your religion then you're christian and then there's a bunch of subgenres therein, I think. Yeah. Nice. Okay. The so first line of your oath, you're doing all right on. You you were in the pharmacy profession. The next one. Yeah. I uh, can't see it. I will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering my primary concerns. Is that you? Mm, primary concern for me probably staying alive. But secondary. That is the health of a person, though. Hang on. No, no, no. The welfare of a human. A tea. That's my dog <laughs> I Elizabeth mean, right there. I am part of humanity, so. I think you're good on that yeah. one. Yeah. You're definitely following that one. No yeah. doubt. I will apply my knowledge, experience, and skills to the best of my ability to ensure optical outcomes for my patient. Yeah, I think I do that. That's you. I will respect and protect all personal health information entrusted to me. You told your podcasters I have a bloody butthole. You are not you, that one. You you decided that you were okay with sharing that. I told you to keep that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was thought this was a secret podcast. <laughs> uh, I will hold myself and my colleagues the highest principle professional moral ethical. So that means calling people out. Have you called any pharmacists out publicly or no, I haven't. And I would probably say that that may be one of the reasons why I might not be uh, cut out for cut out for it. Really? I think you're cut out. You have a PhD, right? Well, so really this moral stuff really gets to me. Like it really gets to me because if we're like you, everyone knows what's in this oath is not actually being done. Really? Right? I mean, <laughs> I'm like... My mind's broken. I think the whole world's evil. I don't think it's yeah. just... I think everything... No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And, like, humans are flawed, and people are not living up to the highest standards. So it makes it complicated when you're like, where is the line? Where is the line where I call people out when everyone is 
fall is failing to meet the standard because of the system, you know, because of how healthcare is for profit. Yeah. Obviously, we're not meeting the goals of helping everyone. We don't really have time to help everyone because we're busy trying to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, 100%. 100%. One thing I found out is that a majority of, this is just for veterinarians, mm-hmm. a majority of like institutions that put out textbooks are partially funded by like the companies that make like Purina and shit like that. Yeah. And so there's misinformation in the, the information that teaches vets about nutrition for pets. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I was going over that with a buddy of mine and he was like, yeah, that sounds a little far-fetched. And I'm like, no, th- that's like the provable stuff. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. believe about what you want. They're funding that. They're putting in information that they want in there, and then vets are getting educated with it. That's the yeah. true stuff. Believe what you want about that. Take an educated guess of the consequences or whatever. But yeah. it's like, I think that's every industry. And like, even so, like, I don't think healthcare is like fully evil or even remotely like that. Like, from my experience, I've met a lot of people working in healthcare who are doing the best that they can and doing a good job. They're just not perfect. And this oath makes it seem like you have to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Or like the physician's oath where they say, do no harm. You're not going to do no harm. Like, you're just not. That's impossible. So, yeah. So it's like, you just go, I hit a wall there. Too many contradictions right out the get-go. Well, also, because I don't really want to work that hard. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, because I actually, I mean, I feel like if I, if I actually had nothing else to do, I could, and I think I did do a good job when I was a pharmacist, but I have other things I want to do, you know, it would be kind of boring to do that my whole life. Is pharmacist the easiest type of doctor or one of the harder ones? (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to piss anyone off. I would say, I mean, I would say if you, if you don't have the same moral hangups as I do, then it would be a lot easier. Really? I thought it was one of the hardest because one time, so people that don't have health care, this is like a recommendation we give each other. I have health care mm-hmm. now. Uh, I don't want to out myself as someone without health care. I have it yeah, now. Yeah. Much Got health care, <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh. Love it. Um, but you just go to a pharmacist, like a Rite Aid or whatever, oh, and then yeah. ask them questions because they know a little bit about everything. And right. they have that portal they can look stuff up on. So yeah. in my mind, that seems like one of the harder ones. Because oh, yeah. if I'm like an ear, nose, throat doctor, I got one area on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm a pharmacist, I got your whole body oh, in mind. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that does make it hard. But here's the thing is that pharmacists who don't actually care about the oath can just tell you whatever they want and mm-hmm. there's no paper trail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the least consequences for being right. a doctor. Yeah, there does seem to be, generally speaking, I would say less liability because most people don't don't realize the full extent of your actual liability. So you're less likely to, for like someone to blame you if something goes wrong. They there, I mean, obviously there are some people who know and you still can get into trouble, but yeah. So I think a lot of people are kind of, I don't know. What's that pharmacist, the Oxy guy who's like son died from Oxy or no, son died from like a, a drug deal gone wrong. And so he was super anti-drugs and he sees these people coming to his pharmacy every day and they're all getting Oxy. And he was one of the people that like kicked off one of the big investigations into that family. You know what I'm talking about, dude? That was a pharmacist. 
It sounds familiar, but I don't exactly remember. He's like the hero dog story, except instead of the dog that saves the boy from the water, he's like the pharmacist that finds out that we're pushing fucking practically heroin to half the country. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty like pretty well accepted at this point. Yeah, wild. <laughs> I don't think anyone got in trouble yeah. for that. I, there have been some cases, but I think I actually, I think some of them have been like overturned where like the company's actually got in trouble, but now it's getting overturned. Seen some of that. I get emails about the pharmacy news. Oh man. Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. Yeah. Robert looked it up. Dan Schneider's the guy. Louisiana based pharmacist. He solves the murder of his son. Discovering a major twist in the process. Wow. Yeah. I should watch this movie. Well, that's another weird thing. So that's another thing that I didn't like about being a pharmacist was like, for example, with this whole opioid thing. So now that it's kind of become accepted, people generally agree that opioids have been overprescribed. Now the proposed solution is to try to take those drugs away from people without any type of support system. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of laws now restricting the dispensing, basically trying to target the supply instead of the demand, like, you know, all the drug war stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was part of my job was like constantly telling people, sorry, it's too early to pick up your pain meds. And there were a lot of situations where I thought that it was kind of silly for me to have to be so restrictive on people because, you know, people who actually need pain meds are being, uh, extremely inconvenienced by all the restrictions yeah i mean you spent like fucking a dozen years in school and then they say i'm not gonna trust you with this responsibility we're gonna make red tape for this yeah and it's like well give give homegirl the responsibility she's an expert it's dr well, elizabeth and, <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it doesn't help people to be like oh you can't have it like that doesn't help them and they're just gonna go like find heroin somewhere if they really are like dependent on it and overusing it and abusing it they're going to find it somewhere, so... Yeah. I mean, I got into drugs because, like, well, I guess technically the first drug I did was codeine, which is funny. But then it was like, my friend had Percocets, and it was like, oh, I can get Percocets. Didn't even know what they were. I had no idea how that would make me feel. I had no concept of what a Percocet was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, within a year, I'm like, yeah, dude, so black tar heroin and white China <laughs> heritage are two different reasons. You know what I mean? Like, two different highs, two different types of heroines. You yeah. know? It's like... It's wild how that's like, it's real as hell, exactly what you're saying, where you get that high, and you probably got it from a doctor your first time. And yeah. then, but I don't know, I definitely shouldn't have gotten a prescript <laughs> prescription, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I saw, I read a story of a guy in Florida that just kept his medications too long and ended up going to prison because he had too many Oxycontins. Wow. And that's yeah. something that's like, damn. That's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're, those laws were supposedly made to help people you yeah. know but it's like oh you're gonna use that to restrict yeah and instead of like clearly the people who are using are having other issues going on that need to be addressed but i don't think we're addressing that i was talking to my buddy about that last night because i didn't drink for years um and i really tied that into like oh i don't drink because i used to do hard drugs and um it, it's like this weird i've always seen things as like either sober or using you know, mm -hmm. but like, it's so cheesy. I'm like, I don't think I really believe in that anymore. And I think that's kind of like yeah. a weird, like it has more to do with the material conditions of your life and what's going on with you. 
You know what yeah, I mean? And I don't, I don't really believe person. in the like addict sickness anymore. I used to really think like, oh, I can't help it. I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I don't think that's true. I think that's just excuses people that do shit they want to do say, you know, like, <laughs> well, I'm know. sure there's some people like any, any type of illness generally is going to fall on a spectrum. So there's obviously going to be some people who have a severe, like more severe of an issue to the point where they do need to be sober. Am I wrong? Is addiction a sickness straight up? Like, do you well, think I mean, that like, any, are, was it fiend and bad? It's saying a fiend, like fiend and people that are like, drug addict is that a slur for fiend fiend is fiend or fiend i don't know about that okay we'll just say drug but like addict. anything drug bad? so clearly anything that can go wrong so anything that goes wrong with a person is something that has to do with their like biology and physiology right sure which exists on a spectrum right because of like genetics and like evolution and stuff so anything that can go wrong without killing you will go wrong Right? So know. there's going to be like a severity difference. So maybe there are some people who have a biological issue that's so severe to where they really can't have any substances at all or else it'll totally fuck up their life. Really? You think that just exists within their body already? Well, I mean, like, I don't know, like, Basically, like I said, anything that can go wrong without killing you, there's going to be people who have that issue Mm -hmm. because of like genetics, basically creating any possible human that is able to exist at all. I'm going to level with you, Elizabeth. I don't understand (laughs) evolution. I believe in it because it's probably (laughs) correct and all the smart people believe it. Um, no idea. I never learned science. I never learned yeah. evolution. I have no well, idea. It's like about, you know, like with genetics. So your, your, your traits get all like scrambled up and stuff. And so the reason or the reason why that's like happened or the reason why we've figured out about it is because it's the thing that's allowed us to stay alive for so long. The scrambling, scrambling is very important. Wow. Yeah. Scrambling. <laughs> Yeah, they scramble up all the traits. So that results in any trait that you can have without dying Mm -hmm. is going to be found somewhere out of the six billion people on Earth. That's why people sometimes taste cilantro like soap. Yeah, for sure. Because it doesn't kill you. Because of evolution. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's wild. (laughs) That blows me away. So I guess I could have spent time learning evolution. I just never have. Yeah. I don't know how like evolution works or like the processes. Genetics? Like, you don't know how your mommy and daddy. So like that dude that had the, the peas, Man- Mandela, yeah, Man- yeah. not Mandela, <laughs> Nelson Mandela. No, the guy that did the the, the, the experiment with peas, recessive. Mm-hmm. And th- I learned that in eighth grade. Yeah. And that's the most science that's, I've learned. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, like the peas, they, the mommy and daddy pee, mm-hmm. their traits get mixed together to create a, a different P. Yeah. Yeah. Recessive and dominant genes. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of, you know, more complicated than that. Like most car- <laughs> most traits have more than one gene that contributes to how, how the trait presents in a person. Really? So like is anger, is that a gene that you could find in me? People that are proponent, p- the word to be I mean, more angry? You know, it's getting kind of philo- philosophical, but technically like anything about you can like theoretically be explained by your 
biology. If, so like, you know those stories of those twins that never met and then they meet up way late in life and they're exactly the same? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You've seen stuff like that? Yeah. So like, when I see that, I go like, damn. Is but that it's how not it works? Just, it's not just genetics though because <laughs> genes are affected by your environment. Okay. So sometimes genes can like turn on and off and stuff. So maybe things in your environment could turn. Genes turn on and off. Yeah. So I saw a video that explained, uh, I think it was like being gay in prison was that he was talking about, but Mm -hmm. he was like, you know, you put a seed in some dirt and you put it underneath the house. It's just a seed in some dirt. You put a seed in some sun and some water. It's going to grow. It's the same seed. It's different environment. I love that guy. I saw that. You know, the video, the TikTok video I'm talking about. I follow that guy. So yeah, well, he's a communist, I think. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure his name's like Comrade something. I've seen a few of his oh, videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did time he in prison comments. and he just says a bunch of smart stuff. Yeah. But in like really relatable ways. That's why I like him. Is yeah, like he said cool. the I'm using the thing to explain <laughs> something I don't understand, so he's super good at it. Yeah. Um But yeah, that and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's you know, that's a good point. Is that how genes work too, Elizabeth? Like yeah. could is there a gene in me that if I grew up in the East Coast, you know, I might be fucking five inches taller? sure really i just don't know how science works or like that particular yeah i mean it's funny because robert has now pulled up the movie up on the screen oh no it's a documentary i thought he was just oh. looking up the movie up oh seven up 21 up series yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i never actually watched that i watched like a clip of it on youtube when i was way young Really? Oh, man, I kind of want to see it now. Wow. Yeah, the 7-Up series, this guy goes and follows people every seven years for, like, a bunch of time. When does it start, the 7-Up thing, 91? It started in 64. 1964, and then he follows them for, that's nuts. Wow. I wonder if any of them are still alive. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Mm Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know enough about um, really anything, but <laughs> how genes work is something I'm like, damn, I'm going to be Googling that later. A few years ago, a buddy of mine was telling me about space and stuff. and Oh, I hate space. Yeah, I don't care. It's so annoying. I don't care. I like... Yeah. Nothing to do with me at all. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing when people talk about like heaven or religion. I'm like, oh, yeah, go dream of the clouds, dude. That sounds <laughs> smart. You sound smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, it's like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, dude, you live in a different world. I live here where it's like a real world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was like trying to get me to watch YouTubes with him about space. Max, Max Greger. He was trying to get oh. me to watch YouTubes with him about space. And I was like, okay. And we put it on and it was like a dude talking about physics, but it was just math. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're trying to trick me into getting educated. <laughs> like, cause he was like bummed. I didn't know about space and I didn't know about how like, the sun works or how old everything is everything's super far away that blew me away too and how old it all is because one thing i said out loud to him is i was like i believed until i was like 18 or 19 that if the earth or the moon or the sun was one inch in any direction the whole solar system couldn't work and i said that to him one time and he was like what dude that's for sure true is it i'm pretty sure that's true 
are you fucking serious? He made me feel like an idiot. He's like, that's, he's like, where'd you learn that from? And I was like, the, you mean that if things were not exactly the way they are, that they wouldn't be exactly the way they are? No, Duh. no, 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 <laughs> no. Like, so like if the sun was like one inch either direction, then the earth would either be frozen all the way or completely on fire. Yeah. We would be fucked. One inch. Is that true? Are you messing with me now too? Cause I'll believe you. No, I'm pretty sure that's for sure true. Are you serious, dude? <laughs> okay. That sounds about right to me, and I am a doctor, so... <laughs> <laughs> but you're not a doctor of space. I'm a you doctor... You said fuck space. Here, I don't care no. about space. I'm Roll a, tape. <laughs> here's the thing. I'm a doctor of figuring out if things sound about right. <laughs> that's literally my job. I'm a, I'm a doctor of listening to... Or I'm a doctor of seeing what other people are up to and being like, that seems about right. You got my stamp of approval. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What's the hardest type of doctor to be? Mm, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I just don't have that much. I mean, maybe like, maybe psychiatry just because there's, it's You've so like, people it's, all day? Under <laughs> it's so underfunded and also just the nature of psychiatry. Is there's, it's so like philosophical, mm. like, there's so many things you can't really know for sure about the human mind because it is invisible. When I had my brain injury and I was talking, cause like when I first got out of my brain injury, I stuttered like not bad, but like I would stop in the middle of words and be like, and like it was so embarrassing. It felt horrible. And yeah. I asked my doctor and pretty much steroids fixed it. But I asked the doctor, I was like, when will this go? Will this go away? What happens? And the doctor straight up was like, yeah, we really don't know much about the brain or how it works. And it's he was true. a brain doctor. And that's the brain. What was that's school for even... him? Just douching around? I couldn't believe that was his answer. Yeah. That's not even the mind. That's the brain. The brain is way simpler What's than the mind. What's the difference between the brain and the mind? Are those seriously two different things? Yeah. Is it like, the difference between joy and happiness like what's the difference between <laughs> brain and mind is mind brain is the muscle the thing and the mind is like the thinking the consciousness is that what you're saying well the brain is not a muscle yes it is it's actually the strongest working <laughs> muscle in the body besides maybe my tongue mm, i don't know i don't think the brain is a muscle i think i would know if the brain was a muscle i have a hard time believing you on this one <laughs> I've, I've believed everything you've Convince me. You changed my mind on space. I flip-flop, flip-flop on how space thinking, works. Maybe you're thinking of it as an organ. Yeah, it's an organ an or a muscle. An organ is different than a muscle. I disagree. Intestines are technically outside of your body? No. <laughs> your intestines are outside of your body? Well, the inside of your intestines are outside of your body. <laughs> Because you just basically have a hole going straight through you. Wow. That hole just goes all the way down, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's the same hole? Yeah, your your mouth to your butthole, it's the same hole. You, if, are you telling through. me <laughs> that if I got a small enough like drone, <laughs> I could misfrizzle my way from my butthole all the way up out the mouth? Yeah. Are you serious? Duh. How come I can't just stand in the rain open my mouth and poop out raindrops then elizabeth who uh, is uneducated now <laughs> i mean maybe you could if you if you stayed out there long enough it's just one tube down like a slide a chuck e cheese yeah that's crazy. you didn't know that 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 there's just one hole throughout i know that now yeah it goes like the hole i knew about the body is a donut shaped hole I mean, a Jesus-shaped hole. 
Hmm. You know, life is like a donut. You know what I mean? I've that's the that's that. the whole education I got growing up. That's wild to me. Just conceptually, there's just one hole going through me. I Man. can't believe you don't know that. Can I, I mean, is that how people are able to stick swords down their throats? They just stick it all the way down that hole? Well, that's how when you eat, then it comes out as poo. Well, yeah, but here's the, here's why I don't think it's a hole is because there's that poop's way different than what I ate. You know, I mean, there's it looks nothing like what <laughs> I, I wouldn't eat poop. You know? Unless your poop on. looks like pizza still or something. <laughs> there's got to be something blocking that hole, making it nasty. Well, there's the stomach. And there's a bunch of like enzymes and chemicals and okay. stuff that, well, you know. So the hole leads to the stomach and there's a whole chamber there. So that's where we disagree on. Well. <laughs> we see eye to eye on almost the whole anatomy. You said some crazy stuff about skin and the whole thing I don't really agree with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the whole thing's wild, man. That's going to be on my mind. Yeah. 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 Well, also, I mean, in that way, the vagina is also outside of the body. You know, the inside of the badge. Yeah. The inside. Does that make sense? The vagina is not, if I'm, the vagina <laughs> is inside the body. Trust no, me. No, no, no. It's, it's outside. No, I've been in there. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, believe it or not, I've done it. I've totally been in a vagina all the way. Penis in. No, it's outside. <laughs> come outside my pussy bit. <laughs> what does that even sound like? <laughs> Fuck me. Get out of here. What? <laughs> no, it is not. How it's it's outside my body, my vagina. Yeah, cuz it cuz it's like touching the air. Wow. Now is the vagina the same hole as the mouth? No. It's okay. Not. <laughs> well, dude, I recently found out where women pee from and I was like blown away. I thought it was all like a like how birds do. Like I thought it was all just one junk down there. And it just cuz in my mind I was like, damn, women really do have to keep a clean shop. They're pooping out of that thing, they're peeing out of that thing. You know what I mean? Um and finding out that there was what is it called on a woman? It's the same thing, a urethra. urethra. Yeah, a urethra. Yeah. Um on I dude, an anatomy class would change my life. Yeah, wow. It is wild to me that you don't know any of this. I didn't this really stuff do is like, school. I feel like I was born knowing this stuff. Really? I don't know where the scrotum is. Well, someone told me recently oh, actually. Because yeah. we talked about, it was on my podcast. Oh, okay, it is the it. it is the ball sack. I honestly I still don't even know. That's so myself. funny. Uh <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it is. It is the ball sack, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, I have found that out from you or Conrad, yeah. one of you two. Because you thought it was like the little tiny line, the line of skin. Mm hmm Yeah. Like that, like uh what do, what would you call it? It's like cartilage. Cartilage. I call it the muscle. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dick ab. Um what blew me away about the human body is when I found out what circumcision is, like, really? I never really thought about it until I saw an anti-circumcision processor downtown. I was like, oh, that's so funny. And then I was like, dude, I'm super anti-circumcision. I got so angry. Is there is circumcision actually good medically? I don't really... I've never really looked into it that far. Your hot of, what's your medical hot take on circumcision? I, I don't have a hot take. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah? Robert, circumcision, yay or nay? Yay on circumcision. Yeah. Really? Okay. Just does a personal preference? I mean, personal and I've heard I've heard some horror stories where it's like they have to medically remove the skin because of Oh the yeah, you have to do it later on. Oh yeah. yeah. Well here's the thing, like probably 
I mean, I would say, obviously, here, this is another situation where it's like, do no harm, really? Because obviously, anything like that, there's probably going to be some people who somehow get fucked up by it, Mm -hmm. right? Some percentage of people, maybe it's a small percentage of people, but still, people who are getting fucked up, maybe they don't get to have as much fun when they're fucking later Mm -hmm. on in life. Mm -hmm. So, does that mean we should not do it at all, ever? I don't know. Someone told me that there's tons of nerves there and that if you do have your foreskin, sex feels better. Yeah, except that, I don't know, from my experience, it seems like people without foreskin are doing fine. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I've never needed a foreskin (laughs) to hold it fucking down. All right, dude? Hey, I ain't ever been missing my foreskin, all right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, dude. Never needed it. But I definitely see see both sides. One time, a girl named Natalia Gallia told me that she thinks foreskins are cool because you can pull them up and blow into them, and they'll soak like a balloon. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Actually, I don't think I've ever come across foreskin in my life, to be honest. Uh, I saw Samuel Greenhouse's penis one time. (laughs) <laughs> and we were like 12 or 13 and we were seriously like dude what's up with your penis and he was like i'm not circumcised but we were like blown it was me ethan Dolan, and this dude named jordan we saw samuel greenhouse's penis and we were all circumcised and it just blew us away we were like kind of laughing at his penis i guess now that i'm looking back <laughs> i'm like damn we were just laughing at his not because it was bad yeah. i'm sure this dude throws it down but he had, uh, you know, the the thing on it, the little turtleneck yeah. thing. No, I definitely think, I'm sure that people who are not circumcised probably feel some degree of isolation because of it. So definitely, definitely we should be nice to them. I think it's just the United States that circumcises though. Oh, yeah. Right? European yeah. dudes, they all got that thing. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to be nicer to everyone in general. Yeah. No matter what your penis looks like, I'm, he- I'm here to be your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, foreskin... No foreskin, colachia, vagina, whatever you got going on down there, I'm your boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on your team. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever hole goes through your entire body, <laughs> I want it to feel good. It, you know how people can swallow swords? I'm wondering how, because I always kind of figured that was some sort of optical illusion or maybe yeah. they had something. I have never looked into that A either. sword swallower? Dude, I saw one perform at Zane Hussein's. They shit it out or they vomited out or be what? very funny if he shit out the sword <laughs> if he put it all the way through him bro no they stick it down their throats and they pull it out oh. you never seen a sword swallower no nah. really i mean obviously like i'm familiar with the, the concept <laughs> kind of i just didn't know like like obviously you know i know that some people do that i just didn't know like I have a video of one on which way it comes out <laughs> they put it it's really funny <laughs> it's really funny that you imagine them like opening their mouth and it coming out their butt that's so funny to me like it's really not that impressive where does the hole in my belly button in. lead to i follow <laughs> a subreddit that just is called disease fakers what and it follows these a few group of people online that have something that they consider munchausen oh yeah and it is wild what these people do to doctors and it's all for like youtube and internet clout like there's a whole community of people that have you know invisible illnesses and stuff like that yeah but then some of them are just clearly doing it for attention and are inconsistent or lying all the time and that's what this subreddit follows and it's fantastic well another thing like what i was saying you know there's six billion people in the world there's obviously going to be 
like some people out there with like real illnesses that will never that are hear so, of again. That yeah. are so rare that, you know, it's like we, it's just, you just don't know. You just don't know what to do because it's so rare. You, you don't have the numbers to get the, the scientific evidence that you need in mm-hmm. order to be able to treat things. I heard a wild story one time and it was a girl I was dating when I was like 20 or something. Mm-hmm. I first got my dog and my dog is half black lab, half blue healer and was really inappropriate on a leash. Would always just jump and stuff. She's a bad dog. I love her. And this girl I was seeing was like, I can't go to the green belt with you with that dog. And I was like, why? And she was like, 15 years ago, my mom went to the green belt with a dog that was a half black lab, half blue healer. The dog circled her and made her fall and she damaged her hip and it triggered some disease that made her life horrible. And it was one of those undiagnosable weird things. Finally, one day, this one doctor says, you know what, this sounds like a study that came out, blah, 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 and finds the only weird isolated incident of this similar disease happened in an Amish community in the fucking 1940s. And one of the names of the people is like a maiden name of her mom's granddad wow. shit. It was like this weird like, okay, so there's this weird genetic thing in our family yeah. that triggered this crazy disease that fucked my life up because a dog made me trip. Yeah. And it's like the Wait, old- how many genes can we look up how many genes are in the human genome? I'm gonna guess. Do you wanna do you wanna throw a number out? Oh, I could never. Million. I'm gonna say a million genes. Genes in a human genome. But also, even like each gene can have a bunch of different ways that it can be expressed. So. to more than two million. I was in the right range. <laughs> yeah, but each gene can have like uh, a bunch of different ways that it can be expressed. Because then there's alleles. How many... How many alleles are there? What's an allele? Well, I don't even know what a gene is. I don't know why I'm asking what an allele is. So you know how like with the P's, they could be like a capital A, lowercase a? Those I love the, the way you're describing to me this right now. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you. You know that though, right? I do. <laughs> yeah. A's can be capital alleles. or lowercase. So what if each gene has like... A lowercase a, version B, of itself? C, D, a, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, alleles. Uh-huh. Right? I don't know. At this point, I'm I'm starting to get confused myself. All but right. yeah, anything is possible. I like think sometimes where it's like, man, it'd be a worthy endeavor to be like, it'd be good to know how like science works or like how like yeah. the earth got here or something. I don't know any of that. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, I'm already too deep into living. And you, you, know I mean? you really don't know. Here's the thing also about also about books in general and learning in general. They're lame and they the actually get is, in the way of doing cool and fun stuff. I know. Yeah. Well, the more, here's the thing. You don't really know anything. I couldn't agree more. So if you, if you think you know something, you're wrong. And that's something that a lot of people fall victim to is, you you read a book and then you think you know stuff, but really don't. Mm-hmm. My favorite is when people have like a podcast amount of information on something, yeah. And I hear their soundbite, and I'm like, oh, I even know where you got the amount of information you have on that subject. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like because I listen to the daily too, <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Uh, but I love that. I think that's super super normal now too. When people are like, hey, yeah, I'm actually kind of into crypto. Really? Yeah, I kind of <laughs> got into crypto recently. Just learning about it. 
you mean you listened to that episode <laughs> and then moved on, right? Yeah. Like, it's so weird. That's like my favorite, my favorite type of thing right now is like the, the like TikTok creators that are like, uh, that do like little video essays on like information that they got from like one oh, yeah. article. And it's like the articles behind him. And it's like, I wanted yeah. to tell you guys a story of Jones. Jones, it's like everything's <laughs> highlighted. And it's like, yeah. yeah, great source material, the boss. It's real journalism. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild when people act like they, they know stuff. Oh. When I, I used to work at fancy coffee shops. And like people that know a bunch about the science of coffee are always really into knowing about it. And when I moved here, I had read like two books. The Barista's Handbook and then The History of Coffee which just gives like an overview of all like the different stuff you could know about. Yeah. And you could tell who had read the same two books <laughs> because they would talk about those things as if they were experts. And I'd always say like, yeah, it seems like we know the same amount. And instead of people being like, yeah, people would genuinely believe I was a coffee expert because it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, you've read the same, there's two books about coffee out right now. That, those are like <laughs> two books out. It was yeah. so, I was like 20, 21 years old, and I was so like holding Caulfield ass, you guys are all phonies. <laughs> you guys are all phonies. It's like so weird, because it's like, there's scientists for anything. Yeah. Any single subject has oh, actual scientists. So and every time you level up, you're like, damn, that stuff I just learned wasn't really true. It was just the way that they describe it to dumb idiots so that they can think they understand it. Dude, yeah. At, man, that's a wild thing to think about too. Because, like, especially smart people that are, like, an expert in a thing, they'll usually be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't really know too much about this thing. But then there's the other type who becomes an expert in one thing, and they're like, I'm so fucking educated. I have enough. Red I can flag. talk on anything. That's a red flag when yeah. someone acts like really? they know shit. You think so? Yeah, like your doctor who says, we don't know that much about the human brain. I love that. That's a good doctor. Damn. I'd rather have someone that has, they can have the answers. You want them to pretend, you'd prefer that they pretend to know. No, because like, I want them to at least have a working theory, like they're going towards the truth. They're willing to change it, have yeah. a different mindset, but I want them to have like a, this is what I think until I can yeah. think otherwise, you know? There's this like, yeah. kind of like weird nihilism thing that people do where it's like, yeah, dude, you can't really know okay. anything. So it's like, you can know a find, little. Yeah, we could find a middle ground where the doctor could be like, here's what could be happening, but really we don't know. But really, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. But he's probably just trying to save some time because like, what is what does it matter to you? Yeah. <laughs> if he's like, here's what could be happening, like, who cares? Dude, what's wild is <laughs> the reason that I know the muscle is a brain I mean, the brain is a muscle. Did we fact check this? We did. The brain is not a muscle. It, it actually because it was the strongest muscle in the body besides my tongue. The tongue. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, um, but when I did steroids, that was given to me by a doctor. The brain isn't actually a muscle. On the other hand, <laughs> it is a three pound muscle made up of soft tissue. No organ. It's an organ. That's what I said. It's an organ, not a hmm. muscle. I've actually seen it both ways. <laughs> I've seen both different arguments presented and I, you know what? I no, think what's interesting not, is you do think you know something and I know that anyone that says well, they I know, know the something ant about the definition, the, the widely accepted definition of a muscle. I just think it's interesting that people that <laughs> seem to have know something, <laughs> they typically don't actually know the brains, even well, a muscle I or know, one of the strongest in the I body. I know that most people would define a muscle differently mm -hmm. than what the brain is. Yeah. Well, it's hard to say in this but day you and can, age. But you're allowed to have your own definition of what a muscle is. Well, medical definition is what I was looking at. 
Yeah, so not the Amer- I think you're looking at the American medical definition. <laughs> I'm talking about in the international medical community. <laughs> it does. It's like you're talking about different levels of expertise. Yeah. You know, so in the international community, it's like, oh, they don't know the brain's a muscle. How how it stay working so hard then? You know, <laughs> you know that's that's in the international community. Oh, it gets things done. Wants yeah. to be a muscle. <laughs> oh shit, that's to say moving. Okay, okay, okay. Man. Oh, it uses energy. Must be a muscle. Do you want to know something that my chick threw out at me recently? Yeah. So one of the worst consequences from my brain injury was I lost most of my hearing in my left ear, right? And a lot of it's come back, but I still have really bad hearing. Wait, what happened? You got in like a car accident? No, I, I hit on my, I hit my head riding my bicycle, fuck, like four years ago or something. And like, just made me kind of dumber, but I'm fine. Yeah. I'm a whole lot nicer now. <laughs> Yeah, this is how I got out of some legal trouble. <laughs> um, but uh, when I, uh, I so like, I got a hearing aid someday, right? Because I can't hear too good. Mm-hmm. And like hearing aids would be sick. I, it would make my life a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but I just don't want them yet. I feel like it's such an old guy thing. It bums me out that I should get them. And my chick was like, well, it worries me how much energy your brain has to use to hear people. Yeah. It's probably not working at an optimal level. And I was like, that sounds correct, but also like I have no idea how the brain works, so that sounds like not correct at the same time. And I asked like I was like, Hey mom, I asked my mom and she's like, Oh, that sounds true, honey. That sounds something that you should worry about, honey. And I was like, All right, man, I don't want to overwork my brain. Is that how it works? The brain? Mm-hmm. I can't hear too good, so instead of being smart, my brain's just focusing on trying to hear. Well, maybe your brain will kind of compensate in a different area, like by making you funnier. Maybe we'll find out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not you're not morally obligated to live up to your full potential. This is actually is my full potential. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize that. <laughs> A lot of people have been telling me for years, like, oh, if you applied yourself, oh, if you, um, baby, this is me on ten. This is me full gas tank trying my hardest. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. What's funny is last night I was talking to a buddy I've known like a decade. And I was like, hey, I think the the cleanest I've ever been was when I worked at that menswear store with you. And he was like, the cleanest you've been is now. And I was like, bummer, really? And he's like, yeah, dude. You had, first off, you like smelled all the time. He's like, also, you would only <laughs> cleanest, wear. Like, cleanest like physically. Yeah. Yeah. Like hygiene and taking yeah. care of myself wise. And like just trying to dress nice, you know? Like I'm wearing yeah. sandals with socks right now. Like I just give up, dude. I'm almost 30. Could not care how I dress. It's so weird. Yeah. But like then I wore raw denim jeans. But hit, I, I would just wear different black shirts with like tees on them from thrift stores. And I just turn them inside out. So they were plain black tees. Mm-hmm. And you could still see the graphics through the shirts. <laughs> and he was like, you look cool. Horrible. I didn't mind it. Yeah, that's, I haven't seen anyone do that. That's very original. <laughs> very original. <laughs> yeah. My thing, I worked, uh, it was one day I was on my way to Mohawk and I got a text and it was like, hey, full stage blacks today. And I was wearing a shirt that was black, but it had a graphic on it. And so I just turned it inside out and it was good to go. And then I was like, yep. And then did that every day for years just because it was so much easier than having to worry yeah, about what shirt I was going to wear. That's nothing to be ashamed of. That's how I feel too. I was a life hack. <laughs> that was, it made my life easier and uh, more efficient. You came up with that yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Now my thing is brushing my teeth. Yeah. How many times a day? I do it twice a day. Nice. I went to go see, I'm being serious. I went to go see a therapist and found out I was gross because I was mentally ill and not because like I'm just naturally that way. And she's like, yeah, those are all decisions you make. And I was like, oh, I should like clean myself and be clean because I just never brushed my teeth. 
Yeah. I just never would. I was like, why? What's the point? And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's fucking antisocial weirdness, man. And it's I like, mean, hmm. I feel like it's pretty common. You know, there's a lot of people on TikTok talking about it. Not brushing their teeth. Yeah. I mean, I usually brush mine in the morning, every morning, but it's, it's like hit or miss at night. I'm the opposite. Every single night, no doubt, without a doubt now, but mornings it's harder. Yeah. But, Especially um, the distance between coffee. You know, if I know I'm about yeah. to have coffee and I can be like, I can't rush. I want to have that coffee right now. Yeah. But if I know it's going to be five, 10 minutes at least, <laughs> brush my teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely like, and I, I do wonder like how much of it is mental illness and how much of it is because I just don't believe dentists anymore. Cause True. I had an experience where like when I was a teenager, I used to be really bad at brushing my teeth, like growing up and when I was a teen, but then I got my wisdom teeth out and so once I got my wisdom teeth out, I was like, I guess I have to start brushing my teeth so I don't get some kind of infection or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, I went to a dentist and they told me I had, I can't remember how many, but like at least three cavities. And I was like, what the F lady? I've been doing so good. And I had been, you know, I had been getting like regular dentist checkups like every year or two. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, I have three cavities when I've been doing the best I've ever done at brushing my teeth. So that really turned me off of dentists. I was like, I'm not going to ask for y'all's help unless I've got pain in my mouth. And this is not a professional opinion. This is a personal 16 year old opinion that I've held on to. I mean, I think you're right. (laughs) So my dentist now, he says that cavities are over fucking he's like oh so many dentists just call everything yeah well we got we got a second opinion me and my parents found another dentist to look at the same x-rays and they were like oh it's you don't need fillings they're fine like maybe there's maybe it's like technically a cavity but you don't have to do anything about it my big dentist wake-up call is a piece of my tooth fell off i freaked out i called a dentist and they were like i called hawaii because it was like 6 p.m and all the dentists here were closed so I called Hawaii and they, I was like, hey, I'm in Texas. I just have a question. Like a piece <laughs> of my tooth just fell out. And the lady was like, oh, you're not our patient. So I can't give you medical <gasps> advice over the phone. You should call it a pharmacist. For real. <laughs> I was like, yo, it's not medical advice. Just man to man. Like, please. <laughs> like, what? what's the best move right now? And she was like, yeah, like you, you're not a patient here. I can't give you medical advice. And I was like, okay, if a piece of your tooth fell out. What would you do? <laughs> Tell me. And she went in. So I made an appointment with a dentist. And I was like, dude, I'm going to get all my teeth out. Like, I'm fucking fucked. I was so bummed. And it was actually just plaque that had built up and a piece of plaque had oh, chipped damn. off. I had no cavities. That's cool. Yeah. And I was like, I'll be honest with you, doctor. I don't brush my teeth at all. And he's like, <laughs> at all? And I was like, no, not once. Not once a day, not twice a day. I don't do it. It, it makes me feel scared. I think it's gross. And he was like, okay. Um, and then I went home and I told my chick, I was like, yeah, dude, doctor said, keep doing what I'm doing. And she was like, (laughs) what? And I was like, doctor saw that I had no cavities. He said, you're doing something right. Keep doing what you're doing. So she made an appointment with the doctor just to go in there and be like, Hey, my boyfriend JT, did you tell him he doesn't have to brush his teeth? And the dentist was like, fuck no, I'm a dentist. Of course I didn't say that to him. That's like number one thing about teeth care. Did he say that to you? And she was like, yeah, he told me that you said that he didn't have to brush his teeth. And he was like, you can call him right now. I did not say that. And that kind of blew me away because I'm like, yo, you burned my situation, doctor. I don't, I don't know you could do that. Yeah. I don't know if he was allowed to do that That's a HIPAA violation. That's what I thought too. But then I started to go see a therapist and found out that I mean, a trauma response disorder where I wanted to be dirty. Yeah. That wild. Oh, that, that wild. sounds I got, a bit. Uh, got curb stomped and I yeah. stopped showering, stopped brushing my teeth, all of that. I was so terrified of everything. Yeah. 
now I'm like, oh, I shower. I love cleaning my clothes. I do laundry. So do you think like just hearing, like feeling like you got an explanation for it was enough to make you be like, oh, I mean, I should brush my teeth. It's like entry level, right? To where it's yeah. like, I want to start like a good cognitive, th- like CBT program to like, because I'm sure there's tons of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That I'm like, oh, I do that. You know what I mean? Or, oh, yeah. I learned that and that's bad and unhealthy and stuff like that. But like having like straight up a therapist being like, so you're telling me you just don't brush your teeth because you think it's gross and feminine. And I'm like, yeah. Wait, wait, okay. This feminine thing. We need to talk about this, but I yeah. do have to piss right now. Go. I got to go. We'll pause this. Yeah, well, like, just hearing it out loud is what shook me out of all that. You know what I mean? Like, hearing it out loud was like, oh, okay, yeah, I am scared that it will make me weak and girly if I brush my teeth, and wow. then someone will beat me up again. Straight oh. up. And it's so unreasonable. Oh, wait, so, wait, so you don't have to say, obviously, if you don't want to. Huh. So you're saying that you were, like, basically physically hurt for being too girly? Oh, I was curb stomped. Holy shit. I had my jaw broken in four places. I had both of these things broken. I had two concussions. I had my shit absolutely wrecked. It took two months of my jaw being wired shut. And I never got no therapy for it or anything. I was just beat up. And you just, you know, life goes on. And I never really thought about it until I started going to therapy. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you have PTSD. You got your shit rocked heavy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess... That is because like I was told once by because I went to go see a therapist. that was like the free therapist Mm -hmm. that like you can get for being working class on the east side and like CDC or something like council CAC uh, capital era counseling. And it was this dude who was like, hey, it doesn't sound like you have PTSD from that event. You know, it's he was like kind of sounds like you just kind of need to get over it. Like PTSD is something that like soldiers get. What the heck? Yeah. And he was like, it sounds like you're just sensitive. And I was like, okay, yeah. Um, wow swear to god said a bunch of crazy stuff also yeah. like kept trying to witness to me like many times would try to and also asked me if i like bill maher every single session he'd ask me if i'd seen wow. bill maher cv that week went like seven times I'm like i'm done with you bro dude um, see this is why like it's so hard to know what to do especially with like lower income people when it's like obviously i want to encourage people to get help not but, that help <laughs> yeah. yeah like it this is also like something I'm really interested in is like studies about the negative effects of therapy, especially when it's done badly, because there's not really studies about that, because obviously it would be unethical to study something like that, because that means you would be basically intentionally putting people through bad therapy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I it's mean, not, it's not crazy for people to be to be hesitant about seeking help because they're not wrong in thinking that it could actually be bad. <laughs> the therapist I had before the dude that was like, you don't have trauma was a dude named Nathan. And he was pretty chill. I'll be honest. He was really trying to have my back, but mm-hmm. I was going through a breakup at the time and I was just complaining about like what was like my ex. And he mm-hmm. goes, man, she sounds like such a bitch. And it's like, oh my God. man, you sound like, and I was just like, mm. And I, I like, it just rubbed me in a way to where I was like, I don't know, you're only hearing my side of things. Like it was like, like my initial <laughs> yeah. response was like, well, yeah, you're talking to me, of course, <laughs> of course she sounds like a bitch. We're breaking up. I don't like. Like it was like, what a stupid thing to yeah. say, Nathan. Like it was like, 
you don't seem that smart to me now. You know what I mean? It was very like, yeah, am I yeah. smarter than you? I shouldn't, I should for be giving sure. you advice. Although one thing like for me, but I think it depends on, cause definitely people who are very like deep in the depths of mental illness are more likely to be kind of, I don't know, played by people who are bad at therapy. Mm-hmm. But like I went to a therapist recently and like, I'm doing okay. So I didn't, I ended up not liking this therapist at all. And luckily I was doing well enough to be able to realize I don't like this person. I don't agree with the way they're approaching this and I'm going to stop seeing them. And it actually made me feel better afterwards. Nice. Pretty much been riding high on that for a few months. Fuck yeah. Like I know, I know what's going on. I'll probably try to find a new person when my my insurance is changing yeah i mean but it really is like good there i mean i feel like the therapist you have to I have find now, a good fit i you know greg that dude he does comedy doctor mm-hmm. so i asked him because he's a psychologist, he's a something and i was like hey where do i go to get trustworthy like fucking yeah. help like i don't want to get tricked by some seo you're the top of google i'll just click you like yeah. who do i go to and he was like oh uh go to deep eddie deep eddie something and i was like okay and it's been great i like yeah. i like uh you know, I thought therapy was going to be like talking about my feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really it can be glad it's whatever not. Whatever you want, in my opinion, they should. And even in the guidelines, they're supposed to tailor it very much to the person that they're talking to. They should be asking you what you want out of it and what approach you want. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I like. I felt like three or four sessions in, I was like brushing my teeth. And Hell it's yeah. like really hearing that's that out cool, loud is that like, is like nuts an objective to me. improvement. That's like measurable change. Yeah. It's funny. I like I joke about it with my chick. It's like, dude, can you imagine when I'm not just fucking batshit anymore? It's like <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking like ripped yeah. and happy and nice. You know what I mean? It's like it's wild. I used to think that I was like very sick. I used to think I was extremely mentally ill and absolutely unhelpable. Mm-hmm. I used to think I was one step away from being just talking to myself on the bus. <laughs> and it was like I got a job where I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck anymore and then yeah. immediately stopped. Yeah. It was like, oh, I've just been stressed in poverty oh, yeah. for as long as my adult life has been. And it's like, I just got some things I want to work. It was the weirdest, like, I'm not <laughs> fucking crazy. There's just some things I got to work through. It was the weirdest yeah. fucking, like, <laughs> switch. And like you said, it's a measurable thing where it's like, yeah, well, now I'm brushing my teeth. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. now I will not wear dirty You're clothes. You're like, I know I'm getting better. For As a fact, yeah. It's weird. I smell better. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. My buddy, known him for a decade, and he was saying, like, besides right now, he's like, but you're doing great. I was like, dude, thank you. Like it's, yeah, yeah he doesn't know about the therapy hey, thing. He doesn't I listen to this podcast great. either. But uh, <laughs> he was like very like, yeah, you fucking, you seem like you're cleaner a lot. I think it's just you getting older. I'm like, actually, no, it's very active <laughs> effort on my part. Yeah. I'm trying to buy clothes that fit to you. That's my next step. Awesome. You know, I want to be more approachable. That's what happens when you have money. You can actually smell better. Yeah. A hundred percent. I've always like, I never, I, yeah, I never did it on purpose, but I always made myself look unhinged and just fucking... Yeah. I always was like super long beard, long well, hair. Oh, you're also an artist. That's another thing to keep in mind. Could not Hell agree more, yeah. Elizabeth. <laughs> you gotta if you're an artist, you gotta find a therapist who gets it. Yeah, it's weird because I'll be talking to this therapist and I'll, she'll be like, "What's the most important thing in the world?" I'm like, "Comedy or socialism." <laughs> I'll be like, "One of those two things." Or Jensen. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll like bounce between those three things and the most number one priority as if that's what I'm living my life for. It's like, man, now I'm just trying to stay clean. Yeah. Physically, not on drugs. Just <laughs> trying to keep my teeth clean. Keep my teeth clean. Keep my body clean. Keep my clothes clean. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's good goal. Think it's easy and fun. That's a pretty achievable goal, I would say. It the standard of improvement for my life <laughs> is humiliating. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, dude, I'm brushing my teeth now, and I I have socks <laughs> that I clean. And I just pick them off the floor, and my friends are generally being like, "Good job, JP. That's <laughs> awesome. You're almost thirty. And it's like, yeah, but I was scared to you for so long. Yeah, no, I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Yeah, big day, man. Big day. Took a shower this morning. Nice. Took one yesterday too. Love it. Who am I? Queen Latifah? <laughs> <laughs> what is every day last holiday? I'm just always at the spa, you know? You guys seen Last Holiday? I think I I think I saw it a while ago. Does that have Jack Black in it? Yes. No, 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 no. You're thinking the holiday. <laughs> last holiday, Queen Latifah gets news to where she only has two weeks to live. So she cashes out of her retirement and she goes to a five star resort. And she has the most Queen Latifah moment. Well, there's tons of stuff that happens. Um, but one of them is she's at the restaurant. And the guy says, it's a fixed menu and it changes every day. And she said, I guess I'll just have to one of everything. And one time my chick and I went to New York and it was like that. And I was like, do you want a Queen Latifah this? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, we'll take the menu. We want to try a little bit of everything. Whoa. And we Queen Latifah in Last Holiday. Damn, whatever happened to Queen Latifah? Well, she died. It was the last holiday. Well, like, she had a terminal illness. Oh, I don't know. I didn't finish the movie in real life. Oh no, she's in prison. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's actually a part of a big MLM now. Men who love men. <laughs> <laughs> Multi level marketing. Oh, like she does direct sales for uh, Herbalife. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's another lie. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. Not in therapy for that. I want to stay lying. Yeah. No, you got to. I want to stay lying, cheating, and stealing, <laughs> but I'd love to smell good. Yeah. I want to smell good doing it. I do think that artists... Oh, is this going to this gonna be controversial? I don't Please. actually mean this, but I do think that it's the job of the artist to be at least a little bit mentally ill so that other people don't have to. I'll say yes. <laughs> I'll say yes, right? Not that's obviously that's not a professional opinion. Maybe I don't know. I get like, I don't think I have like some forking like iconoclastic view of the world. I don't have like some sort of like you know beautiful grand ideas that other people haven't had before me. But like the like normie, like I want to work in office, go to church, have a family. I'm like, yeah, that's wild to me. Yeah, and maybe I think it's like a spectrum of personality where it's like normie and then you start to get to the extremes and then it becomes comedian and then you go a little bit more extreme and then it's like severe mental illness yeah <laughs> i bounce too far to the talking to the self guy on the bus i'm trying to get back to like you know dude that still talks about how waco was an intentional yeah. attack by the atf you know well, what I mean? like, I that's would, a reason i like talking to myself i feel like talking to yourself is a good thing to do as an artist right like in my house i don't do it in public that much i do whisper sometimes to myself in public you talk to yourself do you make jokes to yourself i mean you know i just narrate out loud i do that i feel like it helps me to like concentrate my thoughts so that i don't feel like it's just spinning spinning and spinning you know oh yeah i do a lot of that but i'm mostly making jokes and announcing stuff yeah like when i'm by myself i see the dogs you know yeah i'm alerting the dogs saying something about yeah. how they're royal well also if you have if you have pets i feel like that makes it feel less weird i don't have pets though mm-hmm so sometimes it does make me question am i am i insane we were going to talk about the comedy class we're teaching 
Oh, we're going to talk about it? We don't have to. We've already done an hour. We're pretty much done. Yeah. We can we can do a little segment to plug it up at sure. the top. Yeah. All right. I sleep on dreams, cause this paper I'm chasing My roots come from Texas, this pimp, 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 lace shit Run the side, run the side, run, 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 run Run the side, run the side Run the side, run the side, run, 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 run Run the side, run the side, run the side, run the side